Welcome back to the 4A Baseball Podcast, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to take a little bit of a break from our power rankings, and we're going to kick it into our Cy Young draft this year. Yes, this is a little bit of a preview of what our pitcher power rankings may be, but Cy Young draft and pitcher draft, or in pitcher rankings, a little different. Cy Young draft, you're picking who you think is going to get the most Cy Young votes. Your goal is to create a team of people who will garner the most Cy Young votes, so a first place finish would gain 10 points, a 10th place finish pick gains one point, etc. How you doing today, boys? I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to draft. I love doing drafts on this channel. Um, I got my list ready and I'm ready for some hot takes. Tess, how are we doing? Uh, I'm excited. Again, Tom can't. Tom said it. We we love doing drafts, and I think we'll continue to do do any sort of draft uh, imaginable. But uh, so looks like there's a wheel. So on the screen, we haven't actually decided our draft order, which is out of the ordinary. Um, we're picking our draft order. It's a snake draft. There's ten rounds. So uh, here we go for the first overall. Do you want to do this? It's the first overall pick, or you get to pick where you pick. Pick where you pick. Okay. Yeah, yeah, we'll go with that. All right, so the wheels and... on. The wheel is currently spinning. Uh, uh, uh. Is that me? That's it's me. Tom. Okay. All right. Tom will get to choose first. I feel like I won the rookie draft in second place, and I feel like this number two pick is perfect for me. I want to pick second so I can because it's a snake draft. I, I like that position. All right, I'm All putting right. myself down, Brad. Who gets? Right. Who's up next? I get. First pick, Stevs. You get third and fourth. Uh, all right. All right. I so, put you guys down. All right. Ooh, I'm excited for this one. All right. So there's kind of like a strategy to this one for me. Is I want to guarantee that I'm gonna get points. So with the first overall pick, I'm gonna take Garrett Cole of the New York Yankees. I like that pick. That's 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 a guaranteed. I think he threw the most pitches. Didn't throw the most innings last year, but he threw the most pitches out of any pitcher last year. He is durable, um, and he he goes up. He, he yeah. Um, my pick is a safe one too. Um, I'm going with Corbin Burns. Um, I think that's a perfect number two pick, and I knew he would fall to me, so I'm happy with that. Stevs, you're on the clock. I am blacking out those guys because I do not want. Well, to I should probably them. do that. Um. um so for me, I want to. This is the guy I wanted. If I had the first pick, I would have. This is the guy I would have went with. So I'm glad he fell to me here. So I'm gonna go with Shane McClanahan. Um, he had a very very good season last year, and Brad Brad was was teaching me the ways of baseball savant, and I liked About time. I liked I liked what I saw from him. Um, and with my second pick, um, what? What did you see of Shane McClanahan that you like? Oh, uh, I I liked um so he his pitching um between lat between the twenty twenty one season and the twenty twenty two season he switched his usage of his changeup and his slider they basically like flip flopped in percentages of how much he used them, um and you saw that directly like correlated to his production on the field in both ERA and FIP. Um, and then with my second pick, I'm going to go with Shohei Otani because I don't think there's a way you can go wrong with the best player in baseball. Okay. That is completely fair. Um, I guess that brings it back to me and I am debating between two players right now. And I think whoever I don't pick is going to go to Brad. Um, 
and I'm sorry, Brad, uh, to do this to you, but it, it's going to be Zach Gallon, Brad's husband. Um, I love this guy. He is going to win the. He's going to win it. I think he is going to win it. Um, <laughs> so I have two picks here, and I thought I I was actually looking at Gallon in the third round, um, because there's a certain name on the board that I think would last really, really long. No, uh, Sandy Alcantara. <laughs> you literally, you literally had him and you lost him. That's yeah. true. Like. I don't think he's going to win this year. I think there's like some regression, but he's still going to throw a ton of innings. And at the minimum, that's going to have a ton of value in itself. Um, now it's kind of, do I want to take a risk? Cause I really like this guy. Or do I want to go for a bit of safety? I'm going to take the risk. Cause I want Aaron Nola. Ah, uh, that was that my next pick. pick. I love that, was... that pick. That's fine. Um, you know, fine. If we're going Tom's with... very angry. If we're going with risks, <laughs> I want to go with a guy uh, who betrayed me, uh, Carlos Rodon. I think this guy is going to come out and be the ace for the, the um, Yankees. By the end of the season, he's going to be that guy. <laughs> Steves, you are on the clock once this again. This puts me in a tough spot. I, I like both of those picks, and I was hoping one of them would fall to me, and he didn't. Neither of them did. So there's... There's two names that I think I want. I need to go. I need to go one NL player because I have two AL players. So I'm gonna go Julio Urias. Okay. I think That's he's a, a safe pick. pick. He's a good pick because he's on the Dodgers and he's probably the best pitcher on the Dodgers right now. Yeah. And this is his. This so, is his. Um. This is his contract year. Isn't this it? is his contract year too. Yeah. So same he's with, playing for Same it. with Nola. Yeah. And then. I don't want to curse, but I want to curse. I got. I think I gotta go. Christian Javier. I think he. I think I could have gotten him later, but I think that that's a solid pick here. See, MLB.com loves him, and I can see why. Like, yeah. There, there's good reason to like him. It's just there's a lot like, of there's a lot of expected statistics like like expected woba, expected batting average against. Um, all those things point to him being the best pitcher guy. this year um it's just a matter of whether he can replicate it yeah. um but he has the tools to do so so I, i'm honestly i'm pretty sold on that my worry spring... for him is more innings than quality yeah all, that's honestly. fair it's it's a risky pick but i think it's a risk i had to take <sighs> this is a tough one i know i know there's a name on the board that hasn't gone he, off yet yeah but I he don't, wants I, him i nope 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 because brad you don't, want, you don't want your huckleberry I don't want no 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 not oh. not with Huckleberry. It's okay. it would be Jacob Degrom. There's a certain name that that's his name. He, I'm going. I, I really want to take him, but I it's not going to last the full season. I'm going Dylan Cease. I feel like that's a safer bet. He yeah. ate up a lot of innings last year. High strikeout numbers, lowered the walks. It's going to be for great. me. For me, it was it was Cease or, or Javier. Yeah, and I feel like once we get to this this level of pitchers, it, it becomes a lot more difficult because they they're a lot they're not they don't have similar play styles, but they have similar values to their teams. Yeah, yeah. We're not getting to like the oddballs yet, so I can't go with that guy. Mm. <laughs> one okay, one of the two people I'm going to take. I don't know how he fell this far. I'm taking Max Freed. I didn't, I realized he was still yeah. on the board. Yeah, uh, that was my next. Pick. That's a safe pick. Um, I just realized he was still on the board. I was like, wait a second. <laughs> Um, man, uh, kind of screws up the other guy I was gonna take. Um, I am going to take 
Brendan Woodruff. Interesting. For some I... reason, every MLB that shows simulation just absolutely loves him. Um, I mean, I can not. see it too. Uh, I think that Brendan Woodruff honestly puts it all together for a healthy season. He has the tools to be a Cy Young winner. Like, he's consistently striking out more than nine batters per nine innings. Like, there's such a good argument for someone of his caliber. It's just he hasn't been able to fully put it together in a full season, and maybe he can finally do that when he's getting close to having to cost a lot of money for the Brewers organization. You know, um, fortune tends to favor the ones who take big risks. Give me Jacob DeGrom, baby. Yeah. He's going to throw his first full season since since 2018, I think. Um, I really hope we get a full season. I think if he even could just, I think if he can survive 25 games, he's going to be in the Cy Young conversation. He's just that good. That's fair. I am so happy that Zach Wheeler fell to me. God. So I am taking him. I am very happy Tom took that risk because I did not want to take that risk. Um, and then along with Wheeler, again, it comes down to two guys, but I think I'm going to go with uh, Luis Castillo. I okay. think he'll he's gonna have a very very good season with the with the Mariners. Yeah, I'm just trying to figure out when I want to start playing like gambles. I think I think gamble gambles next. My next pick's my gamble. I have a couple left. That's tough. Um, I feel like a safer pick and kind of like a wait, Stevs, do you still have one more or did you pick? No, that, that was it. I I, put, I picked uh I picked Wheeler and and uh, Luis Castillo. Okay. Um. I think I want to go with a guy that's cemented himself, kind of a veteran. Uh, I want to go you Darvish. Okay. I feel like this guy's just Probably. been aging very well. I feel like he, I thought his career was over like three or four years ago, but he has come back and shown that he's still on top of the game. I like that pick. I'm going to be honest. I didn't have him on my list. Really? Bradley. No. no Super pick. It's just I don't I see him. the workload being that high. It is a walk here for him, so maybe he'd push through an injury or something. Um, yeah, all right. I'm in my. I have a back to back pick. All right, one of these guys, I have to have some fun with. It. Okay, <laughs> that's not it wrong. All right, I'm gonna take Shane Bieber. No, I literally had that highlighted right now. Okay, that's fine. And I'm going to fine. take. Don't do the other one. I'm gonna take Drew Rasmussen. What of the Tampa Bay Rays? <laughs> Man, Brad's going a little risky here. Am I tripping? Hold on, let me let me, let me just no. back through this. Um, I I think I have to zoom in here. My vision is horrible, but um, is Alec Manoa still on the board? Yeah, yeah. I I feel like there's definitely some regression coming next season, but I, I feel like he's going to eat up a lot of innings, and I feel like he's still that guy out out in uh, Toronto. There's another guy out there that I'm trying to pick too, but um. <laughs> But he's he's still that guy. Salty Giants fan. Yeah. And that falls to me. So you just picked Manoa. Um and then Brad picked Bieber. So I was looking up Drew Rasmond's uh baseball savant. I there's one guy left. So how I ranked them were five picks that I would take pick five and above, kind of middle of the road guys, and then below five, and then like players that I probably should not have even done research for. There's one guy left on my players that I would take the risk on going five and above, 
and it's Justin Verlander. I'm just worried with him with injuries and him, him aging. But I think in round seven, I think that it's a good place to pick him. No, it definitely is. Um, like, he just came off a signing award. It's just, it feels like there has to be some regression. It, it, there does, but it's funny I though. Think, we say that every single year. We've been yeah, saying that for the yeah. last four years straight. So I, I think it's a good bet to just. I think my thing is, if he can pass, if he plays enough games without injury, yeah. Not only will he get votes, he'll. It's because one, he's Justin Verlander, so he'll get votes just off of that. But he's also in New York now, so he'll get votes off of that. Fair At enough. least in my in my mind, right? Fair enough. Um, and the other. What are we? We're in round eight. Uh, I still yeah. think I think it's too early to take a relief pitcher, <laughs> but I really want to. Then With the it. guys that I have left, I'm not. I'm not going to. I think I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take a different type of risk. I'm gonna go with Kodai Senga. That's a that's an interesting risk. I think he's rookie of the year um, favorite, but I don't know if he's a Cy Young favorite. But we did see the upcoming of wait steps. Did you t- did you pick both picks? Yeah. Okay, we saw the upcoming of Spencer Strider, who I'm taking. Um, I wasn't. Season. I was not gonna pick Strider. Thank goodness. Yeah, I I know there's a lot of speculation with Brad. I know you don't think that he's going to replicate his season, but I think it's very possible, especially the strikeout numbers and uh, voters like strikeout numbers. I know. I just worry. Gonna... I worry about that lat. Is really what it is. Do you think it's going to linger that much, or do you think he's? I don't. He's such like a violent motion, and he's not big. Is the issue? Do you see like like uh like flashes of Clayton Kershaw's back injury, or is it just no like no no? That? Kershaw's back's like his lower back because he has like bad mechanics. Yeah. Um, Strider's was like his lat, like extension. Yeah, I think I think it's possible we can get upwards of two hundred innings from this guy next season if he can what make it through. That's not even right. Um. So Tom, I'm taking your other guy though. I'm gonna take Kevin yeah. Gossman. Um. The thing with him last year was his BABIP. Uh, let me find it. His BABIP was 363, which is the worst in all of baseball, which is like ridiculously unlucky. Um, so obviously he's like he was already very good last year, and he's only going to get better when luck falls back to what luck is supposed to be. And I and think about it, he's gonna have Dalton Varsho in left field, Kevin Kiermaier in center field, George Springer in right field, Guerrero's at first. Like it's a good defense now. I think that yeah, it's Kevin Gossman's a really safe bet. Um, I don't like safe bets though. Um I mean yeah, the only reason the only reason I didn't pick him yet and because I wanted him to fall was because his numbers were so unappealing for a, a Cy Young favorite. You know, like you, you look at Cy Young yeah, favorites, yeah, yeah. you see these these appealing numbers. But this guy, you really have to go under the hood to see that he's going to be good next year. But you do that all the time. I don't know why I let it go to you. How many more rounds do I have? I have two more. At two more. We're going into round nine. I am going to take I'm just looking, sorry. You're good. Uh, while Brad is still contemplating, we're going to go plug all of our socials. We are at 4A Baseball Podcast on nearly all of our social medias. Brad's very, very active on Twitter. Um, I, Tom and I are very active on TikTok. I am 
trying uh we are shifting sevshek probably to now bi-weekly opposed to every day because at this point in the off season there's a lot of uh there's a lot of uh like not a lot of news down days, coming out yeah. daily there's a lot of down days um yeah i mean twice a week uh not not bi-weekly Stevs is is stupid um but um so yeah, so if you want to go check us out on anything, Brad's also working very hard on graphics that we post on uh, Instagram if you want to check that out. But um, without that, Brad, are you ready? No, because baseball savants being slow. Tom, you got anything you want to talk about? How's your how's your day going, Tom? Um, so I'm debating between two people right now. Yeah. And the baseball savant it loaded it loaded okay god okay it took long enough um i am going to take eric lauer of the milwaukee brewers i, I get the i, I, I get understand the risky, it. i don't understand it Hold on, i me, understand me. it i don't like it though like i get I, the risk you're taking but I would not have taken that risk. He's there a lefty, is, right? He's the yeah. yeah. He's the number four. Uh, technically, but right. Freddie Peralta has not been great. Yeah, I'm loading up his baseball savant right now. Obviously, it takes a minute. Yeah, I just I don't, I don't, I don't see it. The fastball, what, what, the fastball breakout last year was ridiculous. The forcing yeah, fastball breakout was ridiculous. It really plays from his arm slot. Uh, you look at that negative nine run value. Yeah, I'm on that right now. His slider was the worst it's been in his career, and it was a negative, or the worst it had been since like he like got became like a full time pitcher more so. Yeah. Uh, and you can see that the cutter and curveball can go back to being positive pitches. So I'm kind of looking like the 2021 cutter curveball slider with the 2022 fastball. Yeah, I don't think he's going to win. I don't think he's going to win. I think he can sneak into a lower. Does spot. he have? Um, let me see. Does he have the innings though? Yeah. He hasn't pitched over 150 innings his whole career, though. Actually, yeah, but the Brewers, last, the Brewers run a six six man rotation. But do you think it's gonna be enough for him? Why not? I'm kind of just going I with players that I think could like have a huge breakout right now. There's one guy that uh, if you guys don't take him, I'll tell you about him in my last pick. But I saw I, like I hope a, I, I saw hope a I might red take flag him in it. I don't I, think I, I'm gonna I take have, him. I have a guy that I want to take in the in the last round that I know Stevs is not going to pick, so I'm just going to go to my picks here. Um, I I am wondering why Max Scherzer hasn't gone off the board. Obviously, he's aging, but before his injury last year, which obviously made his innings, that's the, that's the issue. Um, I mean, he pitched 145 innings. Um, and before that injury, he was 100% in the Cy Young conversation. He was very good through his starts. It's just a matter of whether he can stay healthy or not. And that's kind of a common theme in my guys. Um, yeah, I think I'm going to take him. I, I feel like if he gets the innings, um, he's going to be he's going to be a Cy Young candidate. So I probably would have taken him, but I went Verlander Sanga back to back. And I don't want the entirety of the Mets starting rotation on my team. So I, that's kind of why I think I went away from him. Now I am at, there's three guys I want and one guy that I think I have to pick. Not because I necessarily want him. I And hold on, let me, let me, you guys fill while I'm, 
I'm looking up something really quickly. Is one of those guys Framber Valdez does? Possibly. Okay, that's what I, that's what I thought. He's just a consistent guy. I mean, he's he's not going to, you know. Um, fall is that off the guy that you were talking about? That me not taking? No, it's uh, a different one. Um, yeah, my guy's more like a little Brad off the radar pick. Um, and I I, I think I, I'm gonna do it just because Brad's been so risky this episode. I feel like I got to take at least one. Um. But says you have two picks here, not just one. So. I know, but I have I have three guys that I want and one guy that I think I have to pick just because of how. But I don't want him because I don't think he's going to replicate the season he had last year. I wouldn't pick him then. That's yeah, but that's that's the gamble. I think I'm going to take Framber Valdez. I think he's a safe pick. I think you have to go with him. My only issue with that is now I have Javier and I have him. So there's a little bit of risk in that, but it's also kind of a safety net. Um, and then I'm going to go with Tyler Glass now with my last pick. I think I, – I don't think he'll be a Ray by the end of the year. So I think that I'm not too worried about him and uh, McClanahan. Glass. If he's a Ray on opening day, why don't you think he makes it to October as a Ray? I trade him. But why? Midseason? season Yeah. Yeah, they they they've done that before. So it wouldn't be, but not not mid season with their stars. Yeah. Yes. No. Who, who was it? Who they traded the Brewers the other a couple seasons ago? Willie Adams, but they got people back that they were going to need. Yeah, and also what, says, Willie Adames, and they had Wander Franco. Willie, Willie Adams was not a star. He was horrible on the Rays. He blossomed into one in Milwaukee. He was he was batting I think one ninety seven when he got traded. So he really was not a star. Tyler Glass now is already established himself as one of the best pitchers in baseball when he's on the mound but it's a good pick regardless it doesn't really matter what team he's playing for but i, I think i think he's going to be a ray if he if he doesn't get traded before the season starts because i know there's some speculation about him getting traded before the season starts um just kind of curious what the Rays front office idea is here brad what do you think i think that tyler glasnow is a good pick um uh, the reason I'm skeptical on him is just because innings, they, they, they're going to limit his innings is more so what it is. Like, obviously, he becomes a free agent after this year. Um, but it just Tyler Glass now scares me as a pick. I was I looked at him. I genuinely did. Um, yeah. But I, hey, I, I, don't, round too, so. I don't think he's moving yeah. um, because they're not going to move a pitcher in the middle of the season. Um, I think they would have done it in the offseason. I think they probably would have done it already. Um, yeah. Hold on so. One second. I'm looking up one last guy before I uh, really get into this. Brad, there's two players that I want to pick here. There's like um, five I want to pick. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm I'm at a bit of a fork in the road here. So, Brad, I'm between because it's on me. I, I have the choice. I, it's between Tristan McKenzie and Merrill Kelly. Oh, we're chilling. I like Tristan McKenzie. Uh, yeah, Brad's gonna make it to his pick, but McKenzie I, I McKenzie really... was the last guy that I was debating between. I just – I'm looking up uh, Tristan McKenzie's stats just to compare them side by side to Merrill Kelly. But Merrill Kelly really improved last year. If you look at his um, – Yeah, with Brent Strong values, helping a ton. Yeah, I mean, he really he really leveled up. And he doesn't really have a weak pitch, like a really like a bad pitch. Um, but at the same time – so Tristan McKenzie's good at, at limiting walks, good strikeout numbers, good spin rate. But when he gets hit, he gets hit very hard, like very hard. 
Remember, um, I said one very specific thing about him a couple episodes ago. What was it? That he should have gotten waxed given his bad ball profiles. Oh, yeah? Yeah. He did eat 191 innings, though. No, that's, like, so, super impressive. It's yeah. just, like, I I looked at him as well. It's just concerning. Also, like, his body is a literal twig. And yeah. I don't know how much you can maintain that body or like maintain a healthy throwing arm with like a minimal support. Yeah. I, I think I'm going to pick him just cause he's got that electricity to him over Merrill Kelly. I feel like Tristan McKenzie has the higher chance just cause he's younger too. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he has a higher ceiling. Just got to hope he makes it through a whole season. But as we've seen in the past, he actually does have good innings in his last two seasons was last one season. His first season, he only pitched 33 innings because he came up mid season. I think I think this is a risky one, but there's there's some upside here. It's not just a throwaway. Brad, what do you got? I have four people. You, don't understand. <laughs> you, might, you might as well list them off because you're down. You're the last okay. Pick. Chris Bassett, kind of an obvious one. Yeah. George Kirby of the Mariners. I like that pick. I like that pick. Hunter Green of the Reds. And this one's going to come as a shock, but Mitch Keller of the Pirates. Mitch I did not stuff. have any pirates down. Mitch Mitch Keller has the stuff. He he just hasn't been able. Let me check his actual numbers. I so did. The reason did. Mitch Keller can't develop is because the Pirates can't develop pitching. But he's with been with Tread and Driveline the past three off seasons. And you look every single year. From what I remember, I'm reading that off of memory. I should probably pull that up. But Mitch Keller is like his ball movement has improved every single year he's been in the major leagues. Like his curveball and, is yeah. well above average. His fastball, it's getting better and better, which is what it needs to be. And that slider is actually ridiculous. I didn't even realize that. It's just he's a pirate, and that like that defense is what scares me. I, I think now, now, now more than ever, you have the best lineup behind him now. Um, yeah. The thing with I, Bassett just, is he's gonna, not going to stand out. I think I think the best pick if I. If I had remembered this, I would have picked him. I, it was George Kirby. He's going to have a great sophomore year. That's the one I was looking at last, or last round. And it just, like, he fills up the zone, and that's kind of it. Like, he doesn't walk anyone, which I respect. Like, that's impressive. But I, don't I know. just, he's a Average exit velocity is high. What's the launch angle on him? His line drive pitcher doesn't strike out a ton of people. Like his expected ERA was actually better than his actual year. Excuse me, actual ERA. It's him or Hunter Green. Did yeah. you guys? Did you guys read the article I sent you from MLB.com? Yeah, I, yeah, I like I, Hunter I, Green. I had him down, but I just don't. I, I there was guys I would rather take over him. The thing the with Reds Hunter have Green the ability to do that. Yes, the, they're actually like good at developing pitching. Yeah. Yes. Um, I, I I would um, like the Hunter Green pick at the you're the last pick in the draft i would not argue with it and i also like the george kirby pick i'm okay the thing about I'm doing george kirby's that his, his look it. at his run values george kirby's run values are all below average or like right around average and then his four seamers at a negative 18 so like he's a kind of a one pitch guy or at least he relies heavily on that fastball yeah uh, he threw it 45 percent of the time that's like that fastball is ridiculous though that's what i'm yeah he's really got a crazy fastball and but then again, Hunter Green. Okay, also the, okay. Then profile. go look up a little bit at George Kirby and look at his movement profiles. Spin base like, movement. 
Yeah. Yeah. Almost. There's literally two parts of a pitch that aren't above average. And that's his four seams vertical movement and his cutters vertical movement. That's yeah. it. He's got a sinker, curveball, changeup, slider, and cutter that are all above that. Ah, oh, man, this is difficult, man. I can't believe I didn't think. Why was I down to Tristan McKenzie, man? I, I mean, I like. Yeah, Tristan I, I thought you. I thought you were going to be right there with me. To be honest, I, I thought you were my pick, just... Tom. What do you say, Stos? Trade the pick. I want Tristan I, McKenzie. Look, because the thing I is, I had, I had, I had, I had George Kirby written down. I just forgot. I, I just forgot. <laughs> I gotta dude. take. I gotta take George Kirby. I have. Yes. To. Okay. Yeah. Hunter Green going undrafted. I feel like it's gonna bite us in the butt, all of us. I agree. But I agree with that. At the same time, you could say the same thing for George Kirby. So I, I don't know. I feel like I feel like Hunter Green's a different type of pitcher. He, they're, they're both built different. You know, yeah. George Kirby's pitch to contact type of guy, and Hunter Green's just gonna try and throw it right by you. So we didn't have a single reliever go. Uh, that was the guy I felt like I had to take. Like I felt like I had to take a reliever, and it, if it was gonna be anyone, it was gonna be Edwin Diaz, but. I just don't think he'll re- he'll replicate last year, and I and I just didn't want to take that big of a risk. And I took a I I guess I might have taken a bigger risk with Tyler Glass now, but Tom, you you would have taken Class A if you were to take a reliever, right? I would say yes, but the thing is, there was two voters. Voters like dominance, and I think um, Diaz's alarmingly high K rate is what would make people vote for him, and not like a really low FIP, really low WHIP. Um, yeah, you know, like, I get that. Let me check. I'm looking at Edwin Diaz's like this profile right now because it's like he had a, what was it a really good 2018 with the Mariners, yeah, and then, and then he a, sucked in 19. Yeah, okay, 18 really good, where he was the top one percent of the league in expected ERA. 19, it was a 5.59 ERA, but with a 3.22 expected, not bad. Yeah, 2020 was really good. 21 was a lot better via expected ERA. And then obviously last year is ridiculous. Like, yeah. I feel like Edwin Diaz is reliable. I think he's more of like a 2020 pitcher than what he was this year, but just still fantastic. Yeah. Um, It's just, I don't know. I, I really think, like, I think it's tough. I like Josh Hader. I think if a reliever was to win a Cy Young award, it would have been Josh Hader. Yeah, because let, if let, me, he, let me look at this. Because wasn't it like his first like twenty outings last season? He didn't allow a run. Yeah, and I kind of want to. Is there a way I can pick his stats for the first half of the season? In the last three seasons, his first half stats are like point six ERA, fifty percent strike ratio. I just don't. I I just don't trust Hater. That's my issue with him. Like I don't think he's not. Yeah, again, like like Tom was saying, like his first half stats are amazing. And the second half, he falls off a cliff normally. And I just I don't like that level of unreliability. But you look I mean, at every reliable. season besides last season, and he's in the top one percent of the league in expected ERA. Yeah, it's it's because it when you think about relief pitchers, it, one bad game could make your ERA balloon. You know, yeah, like that's true. his his Padres ERA was like a seven or something, and it was only because of two games when he first got there. Nationals. Yeah, I mean, he really just figured it out. You know, it's and and. You can't. Those are the things you can't see on the surface because relief pitchers, obviously, less innings pitched, lower ERA. I mean, higher ERA. Um, I just wish there was a way to get his sample size for the beginning of the season because his, his I think in 2021, 22, and I think even 20, he started the season with like 
I, I think he broke his own record of like longest scoreless streak for into a season twice. Like he just kept going for far into seasons without giving up any runs. And that's just what you need from a closer. Yeah. I had said there was three relievers that I would possibly entertain the idea of taking. It was Edwin Diaz, Emmanuel Classe, and, and then Josh Hader. Those were the three. Yeah. My other um, one that I put up there was Ryan Helsley of the Cardinals. Yeah, that, that's that, another or, one. Or Johan Duran. I like so. Johan Duran, too. He would have been yeah. right on that fourth. Is Johan Duran – is he – um was he the closer last year, or was he did he just move into that spot at the end of the season? Uh, I thought he, he started became as a the closer. Because remember they picked yeah. up Pablo Lopez at the trade deadline? Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Oh, my. There's so many good pitchers we left on the board. It, it – like you the fact that Chris, the, that Chris Bassett, Hunter Green didn't go, uh, Lance McCullers didn't go, Tyler Anderson didn't go. I feel like those are all guys that are like in a, a level below. The Joe guys Ryan didn't go. Pablo Lopez didn't go. I'm surprised Joe Musgrove didn't go. I think Joe Musgrove is in that conversation, especially above above guys like Hunter Green. And I think I, I think, think you could the thing with Joe Musgrove is he's a solid number two. He's not an ace. I, but yeah, I think you could argue that Joe Musgrove is more valuable than Chris Bassett. Do you think that's the case? I, I feel I like we're know. too hard on Joe Musgrove because because you Darvish is good, and I feel like I feel like we're too harsh on him. I don't know. I think the thing with like Musgrove me. reminds me of me. 181 <laughs> innings the past two years. That's pretty good. 170 yeah. with Pittsburgh in 2019. Um, are you talk, who are you saying no defense for? Um. Oh, what do you mean? What? Tom what are you talking about he said he reminds him Tom. Oh, Joe Musgrove. Not for um, Can't play defense. He no. He's a he's a top pitcher in the game. I think he's a top. I think he's top thirty. I think he's in there. Um, I feel like you can't you can't talk about the top thirty pitchers without mentioning Joe Musgrove. I feel like he gets overshadowed. I think if you put him on a team with without such such a big three headed monster, they're not a big three headed monster, but like. A team without starting pitching, and he looks so much better. But he's around guys like Blake Snell and you Darvish, and he's just kind of in the middle. But those of that, are, those aren't guys that are gonna overshadow him. Any like I mean, very good pitcher won't get overshadowed by you Darvish and Blake Snell. You Darvish, I, but, but I, yet I feel like he has because I, I feel like this guy. I mean, look at his percentiles; they're all red except for fastball velocity and extension, which don't really matter. Um, I mean he he's a guy who gets soft contact. He doesn't walk that many batters. He actually has decent strikeout numbers for a guy that, that seems to be pitched to contact. Low batting average expected, low slugging. He has the tools. Let me go to his um pitch values. I mean, there there was a, there was one pitch which had a positive run value, and that was his uh, changeup, which he only threw 179 times, which is six six point three percent of the time. All of his other pitches were negative or zero. Um, and you, you go back to uh, 2021, and his curveball was negative 17, which doesn't make sense to me. Run values do not make sense to me sometimes because 2021 Joe Musgrove's curveball was negative 17, while 2022 Joe Musgrove's was a zero. Well, let's see. Did the movement change? That is something we have to look into. But then it's yeah, the vertical jumped decre- up. the vertical decreased and the horizontal decreased. Like less movement, okay, easier to hit. Yeah. Hmm. No, I think I, I think yeah I think Joe Musgrove is in that that honorable mention I think for honorable mentions it's it's going to be Hunter Green, Joe Musgrove, Chris Bassett. Um, do you have any other honorable mentions that you had on your list that didn't make your cut? 
for I mean, I think you have to talk about Evan Diaz just yeah. from the perspective of uh, he'll probably if he can and not even say replicate his last season, but do be somewhat of a like be like a 2020 then I think you have to he, – he'll probably get votes just because he's also in New York. Yeah, I mean, Brad, there's two guys you should probably talk about, Evan Phillips and uh, Clayton Kershaw. You think they're going to make any spark in the Cy Young race? I mean, if Kershaw could pitch 180 innings, sure. Like last That's, year, if Clayton, yeah. if Clayton Kershaw threw 180, 180 innings last year, he's a top five Cy Young candidate given like his workload he put up last yeah. year. But he's not going to. It's If you get 120 innings out of Kershaw, it's worth it. And yeah, Evan, Evan Phillips is very, very good, but he's not going to be the closer. And people that aren't closers don't get Cy Young votes. Yeah. Um. Yeah. In all honesty, like, our team, our, our drafts are very different in some ways. I think, I think Stevs might be, like, the most reliable. I don't know. I was surprised. The first round was very interesting to me. I yeah. love McClanahan. I think I skipping over everything that I saw. From I think him. skipping over. I think the fact that Aaron Nola dropped to the third round was bizarre to me. I was really hoping he dropped to me, but I think the fact that he took McClanahan over Alcantara and Gallon and Otani, honestly, Otani is like a top five in the league, I think, right now. Uh, so for me, if I draft a guy like with the first pick, it doesn't matter who it doesn't matter. Who I draft the first or the second pick because I'm going to, I can get both of them. doesn't matter. Yeah. Also, how could have you can really fall just fall Otani and McClanahan? I think like, Freed fell to four just because I don't think I took the risk on Javier. That's the only reason that Freed fell. I mean, look at the guys that Brad, look at the guys I took before Freed. Do you think that Freed is better than Rodon, Gallon, or Burns? Because I don't think that they have a higher chance. Because Burns is old reliable. He's gonna throw two hundred innings, get the most strikeouts out of any of these guys. Hey, Garrett Cole and Corbin Burns are the same pitcher in different leagues. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. They're both very reliable, eat up innings, and yeah, I mean, they're just they're just they're like veteran pitchers. And then and speaking of veteran pitchers, I'm surprised that both Verlander and Scherzer went off the board, but I'm glad they did because they both deserve to be on teams. I think my seven, nine, and ten are very risky. Um I just like if you look at Rasmussen, right? Like obviously, like the exit philosophies and stuff on baseball savant don't look great, but there's a couple things that I just think like scream Tampa Bay Rays successful pitcher, which is Chase rate, fastball spin, curveball spin, and walk percentage. Like, uh, yeah, there was one pick that got me just what the hell and what the heck is happening. Like, Eric Lauer just does not make sense. I, I mean, I think I have beef with this guy just because I picked him up on my fantasy team and he got like <laughs> negative points like six times in a row. But like, he's, I just don't see it. I don't know. I, do you see what, 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 what was the flag for you? What, what was the trend that, that the, you see that, that the fastball and how good his pitches were in 2021? And just think about like yeah. the guys that the guys that are around him, like you have people that yeah. if you hey you need a pitching group that works, you have a ton of guys around you with like pre- pretty plus pitches. You got uh, the fastball Brandon Woodruff, Corbin Burns cutter sinker curveball changeup, anything you want from Corbin Burns. And all honestly, you got the airbender like Freddie Peralta yeah. slider. Like I think he'll be fine. I think he could sneak into like a eight through ten. Um. Is there any like any other like standouts of the draft? Like, well, I feel like, okay, so con- sorry, we did we did one thing in our rookie draft, which is like, what, what was it? What was it like the out there pick and then like the steal of the draft? Do you want to talk? Want to talk about a steal from each team? Uh, okay, I mean, I feel like your steal is pretty obvious, being Max Freed, but 
I think yeah. Shane Bieber yeah, could also be a steal. I really wanted Shane Bieber, um, but he did not fall to me. <laughs> um, I, I was really hoping he'd fall. I steal the draft. I might be Framber Valdez going in the ninth round. Yeah, I mean, that's – he's going to throw you the innings, Steps. It's just a matter of whether he can be effective in those innings. I think he it, will it, be, though. I, I mean, he got votes last year, so that's kind of why I, I was surprised he was still there, and I felt I had to take him. Yeah, I, I feel like a steal would be Jacob Degrom if he can be Jacob Degrom for more than that's the issue. Innings. He won't. He, I mean, I guess he could, but now he's in Texas, so I, I just don't think he will. I feel like he has a higher chance just because he's had a full off season and he finished the season while pitching for the first time ever. So, in all honesty, uh, if he had fallen, I probably would have taken him. Yeah, I'm gonna be honest. Pick, but... At no point was I gonna draft Jacob Degrom. I I, I know like Eric Jacob Degrom, but if I could get Jacob Degrom in the ninth round, I I would have taken him. But <laughs> yeah, says I think your steal might be Luis Castillo. I think a lot of people are underrating him at this point. And I when he got when he got traded to the Mariners, he he really did change back into his old form. And I actually really like he was very good on the Reds this year. Too. Yeah, no, like the whole season, like I, last season, he did not look like. Luis Castillo, but this season he seems to be back. The changeup is working again, and I think that's going to help his strikeout numbers. He he has been doing better in the walk number department, I think, too. In all honesty, my two question marks are going to be Verlander and Sanga. I just I felt like I had I, I really wanted Sanga, and I felt like I had to go out and take that risk, so neither of you could grab him, but because I didn't I didn't want yeah. I wanted Verlander. I knew that. And I wanted Verlander over Scherzer, and but I didn't want Verlander and Scherzer. That was my thing. Honestly, the only person that I like really wanted in my draft that I didn't get was Zach Allen. Mine was Aaron Nola. Mine was Aaron, Aaron Nola. Yeah. As soon as I got, as soon as I had the opportunity to take Nola in the second slash third round, I was taking him. Yeah. You can't lead baseball in strikeouts to walks and not get taken in the second round. Like and in a walk here. Let's not count out the fact that it's in his walk here. Like yeah, hey, hey, walk here players he's are different. Be good. <laughs> Aaron Judge. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, like Aaron Aaron Nola. Well, so ninety ninth percentile of walk, of walks, ninetieth percentile <laughs> of expected ERA. My my thing with like walk year, there's there's two types of players. There's Aaron Judge, and then there's the player that falls off the face of the planet. There's there's, but there's not an in between really. So either you are phenomenal or you play terribly. Like there's that. That's how I feel about this, at least. Yeah, I'm. I'm just looking at like guys that are guaranteed, like are going to get you 190 innings plus. I have Cole Alcantara, Nola, Freed, Bieber, and possibly Woodruff. Tom has Burns, Gallon, Manoa. I think I think Cease could reach that 175. Um, I know he dealt with an injury last year, but it was a shorter one. Yeah. Stevs um, for 200 innings. You have Wheeler and Valdez. Yeah, do you think Castillo can get up there? I don't know. Has he ever put up that many innings? I don't know. I mean, I look at guys like McClanahan and Glass now and Otani, and I don't think they're going to want to stretch Otani too much just because he's so valuable on both sides of the field. So I, I, I think they're trying to avoid another elbow injury. I mean, again, he was a Cy Young candidate last year. Like Brad had him winning the Cy Young last year. No, yeah, I, I get it. I just, I just as a as the Angels organization, I wouldn't want to overuse his arm. You know, I wouldn't want to 
I think they care. Games. I think I think they just want to win games and make the playoffs. And if Shohei Otani can do that, I think they will let him pitch as much as possible. Yeah, I agree. I think it's just it depends. If Shohei wins the Cy Young Award, it's going to be because a he was out of this world, or b they went to a five man rotation. And my thing with why I picked Otani wasn't because I think he's going to win it, but because I think he will get votes. Like, that's why I went with him. Because, like, if he passes the threshold, he's going to get votes no matter what because he's also hitting. So, like, and he's performing high at a high enough level as a pitcher. So he'll get votes no matter what. Yeah. My only, like, wish I got was Hunter Green. If I had one more round, Hunter Green is mine. Yeah, I, 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 I agree think, with that. Brad, you're going to hate this, but I think Logan Webb deserves to be in that honorable mention no, category. No, he think, does not. I think he deserves to be there. I think he – honorable mention, sure. No. Yeah. My only I, worry I, about him is just, just he's compl- almost like completely reliant on contact. Yeah. You don't have and, a defense. And the, the Giants don't have a shortstop, so – and the guys they picked up aren't defensive, like defensively oriented players. That's how we've been recently. A lot of platoon bats, a lot of platoon position, a lot of utility guys. So you kind of got to hope you get production in the field behind. Uh, but unfortunately, you have the biggest field ever, um, other than Coors Field, you know. Yeah. Triples it out. I think – you guys have any final thoughts? No, nah, I am excited to see how these guys play. And, I, I mean, I think we all had good drafts. There's a couple picks that – were questionable to me but there's a couple picks that i made that now i'm looking back and are kind of questionable to me but i think that's kind of the risk you play i agree tom i'm ready to win i'm ready to win this one i'm going i'm going um i'm going perfect this year with our drafts undefeated i don't not fantasy uh oh god thank you for (laughs) listening to the 4a baseball podcast we'll be back next week with three new episodes if you want to interact with us at all be sure to follow us on twitter or tiktok also be uploading some shorts from this or other episodes onto our youtube page all social media links will be down below in the description if you've enjoyed please consider leaving a rating and a review share this with a friend we will see you all next time on the 4a baseball podcast peace